Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. IFL TV, always delighted to be joined by my big mate, Nick Campbell. Nick, third time lucky. It's the third interview I've done with you. Two times there's been a, a corruption on my SIM card with the camera. I couldn't hear the sound yesterday on the Zoom call we did the other day there. So third time lucky. Fingers crossed we get a good, good conversation and this one works. So I would, I would ask normally how you are, but I'm just going to jump straight into the deep end, mate. <laughs> Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou last night. What happened? I think Ngannou pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes with the pad videos and the the training videos because he looked a lot better in the, in the ring than he did in the training videos. So fair play to him, that must have been a tactic. Um, but now, listen, do you know what? He's a big, strong, powerful man. Very awkward. Um, he kind of nullified Tyson in the clinch as well. He just kind of had that bear hug and didn't allow him to do any work on the inside. I I thought um I thought he came and gave a really good account of himself. I think, you know, I looked at the compu box stats and I seen that Fury did land more punches. Um and I do think he probably did just nick it. But it's maybe an an element of him not having the best night and Ganu having the best night of his life. He's a big, strong, powerful man. Mm. And I it just he shocked the world really, didn't he? I've got to ask, there was a lot made about Tyson not having the best camp and not training and stuff like that, but you were in camp with Tyson. You saw him the last couple of weeks in, leading up to Saudi Arabia. How did he look in that camp? Like, I, I, I wouldn't have said he had a bad camp. Um, he trained really hard, had his nutrition on point, he had Andy Lee, you know, Sugar Hill there with him. Had excellent sparring from Martin McCauley, Solomon Dakers, Joe Parker. I was doing rounds with him. So he, he kind of left no stone unturned in that sense. So, listen, boxing is one of those sports. It's all about turning up on the night, in it? And it's not like football or rugby or where it's week in, week out. And you get the chance to come in and correct things if it doesn't go well the last weekend. So... Literally, I've just got to put it down to he had an off night and Ganu had the best night of his life and it was the perfect storm for for it to be closer than anyone ever expected it to be. Fair, like I said, fair play to Ngannou, he's a tough, strong man. Um, I think he did pull the eyes, the, the wool over a few people's eyes with the way he put out the training videos and stuff. So I was as shocked as anybody else. I want to ask you though, Nick, as well. There's been... When you're a fighter, right, you're a fighter. Right? You need to be 100% focused on the task at hand. right? 
I'll ask you on a fight week, Nick, and I'll say to you, you beat X fighter, all right? Will you face Z fighter? You, you Nine times out of ten, you and any other fighter will say to me, I'm not looking past X fighter because if I don't get past him, the next fight doesn't happen. Now, Tyson Fury had um, the Usyk fight signed three weeks ago. We've seen the posters on Instagram, da-da-da-da. Was that the right idea to say that fight was signed and sealed and ready to rock and roll after the Nganu fight? Because I'm telling you right now, Nganu may be a novice boxer, but the guy knows how to fight and he knows how to hurt people. So was that the right idea to announce the Usyk fight before he had faced Nganu? Probably in hindsight, no. Um, you know, ultimately as well, he's a proud man in Ghana, so maybe it added a bit of fuel to the fire for him in the sense that why are they overlooking me? Why are they signing another fight before our fight? See, you know, we're not even in fight week yet and they're announcing another fight. Mm. So maybe, like I said, it just added that little bit more edge to Nganu to come in and try and upset the apple cart a bit. Um, listen, there's probably a million different factors that go into it. I think ultimately Tyson never had his best night and Gano had his best night and that was why it was a close contest. When what do you think of the the build up as well, Nick? I mean, I was in I was in, engrossed in it all. I was like, every time I was looking at you, seeing Ron, Cristiano Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, Eminem, Frank Bruno, Lennox Lewis, Riddick, <laughs> I could rattle off everybody. You know what I mean? Kanye West yeah, yeah, yeah. was just a who's who of champion after champion, UFC champions, Chuck Liddell, Junior De Santos, Rampage Jackson. I was enthralled by it all, and I think as a fighter on a Friday night when you're going to a gala dinner the night before your fight. I don't think that's, a, that's a, a good idea. And I think that maybe, I mean, I was enthralled, don't get me wrong, that was a spectacle and I, I was engrossed in it all, but it's hard for a fighter, surely, to to get G'd up for a fight if he's if all that's going on, is it? Well, you know, look at the other fights on the card. Um, Fabio Wardley put in a great performance against Adelaide. Joe Parker was unbelievable against uh, Big Simon Keane. Martin Bacoli went out and done the business. The young lad Moses Atuma was incredible again. Looked, looked great in there. So, yeah, definitely the distraction on fight week isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we're professional sportsmen. And uh, I think really everybody goes out and knows how to deal with it, knows how to deal with the emotions, knows how to you know get in the zone. It's not too good to be too amped up all fight week either. You burn a lot of nervous energy sitting there, you know, looking angry and trying to get yourself worked up. You don't want to be doing that. So I do think, yeah, maybe it can be a wee bit too distracting and a wee bit too taken away from the task at hand, but I don't really feel like it's an excuse for anybody not to perform. Well, I, I agree, and I think that you are professional athletes, and you know what it takes to to make it to the top and, and stuff like that. you in the rugby world. I mean, just you, you've switched sports to boxing, so you're not where you want to be yet at boxing, but you've been there as a sportsman at the top level, so you know what it takes to switch on and, and get ready to rumble. Um, I will say this though, I will ask you another question here. When that tenth round had finished and the final bell had went, what was going through your head? Honestly, I. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. You know, it's hard because I'm obviously w- was in camp with Fury and I think Tyson's a great guy. I still think he's the number one heavyweight on the planet. Um, but a lot of mixed emotions, you know. Wasn't really sh- too sure how it was going to pan out. Uh, wasn't too sure on what the decision was going to be. Um, I'd like to go back and have a full watch of the fight again. 
I think as well the fact that you know Ngannou got the big left hook which dropped Tyson. I do think it was a wee bit off balance. I don't think it was like a, a wilder, you know, when he was dropped by wilder, he was hit with a big heavy shot and he was affected, I think. It was more of a wee bit off balance, get caught off guard a little bit. That's not taking anything away from Ngannou, but maybe the wee moments like that just make it look a bit more convincing that Ngannou won. But like I said, when you do go and look at the CompuBox stats, Tyson did land the more punches, threw the more punches, land the more punches. And that's how we score boxing in it. It's punches mm. landed. So it was a close fight, but I do think Tyson just nicked it. And listen, maybe it's a little wake-up call. Uh, not a wake-up call, maybe it's a little bit of extra determination. He needs now going into the Usyk fight. That leads me on to the Usyk fight. I mean, when Usyk got into the ring and they done their face-off, it seemed very flat and everyone looked a little bit deflated. Um, I felt a little bit deflated as well. It should have been this big, right, we've got it, the undisputed fight's happening. But do you think that after that loss, well, not uh, not loss, but that difficult fight and how close that fight was in Ganu, do you think that took the shine off a little bit of the undisputed fight, or is, or is it not? I don't think so. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, it kind of puts a few more question marks on the undisputed fight. But no two fighters, styles make fights, don't they? No two fighters are going to have the same fight. So... I think really this is what we all want. We all want to see the undisputed fight. We all want to see Usyk versus Fury. You know, ultimately, and how long is it? Two months' time. Mm. If we go out and we have an unbelievable fight, Fury versus Usyk, nobody will remember this. This will be forgotten about. And one thing I'll say about you know knowing Tyson, um, I've been in his company and getting to get a gauge for him. You'll be hurting today knowing mm. that people are questioning the fight and knowing people are questioning his performance. Uh, he doesn't like coming second best to anybody at anything. Um, and the fact that anybody's even calling into question the decision, that'll be extra fuel in his fire and that'll push him on to, uh, I believe, you know, really put the effort in, the training in, even more so for this fight and make sure he gets it right against us. I agree with you there. I, I'm not Tyson. I know that he'll he'll be wanting to re- get back straight in there and and do the business. Maybe rematching Gano to right that wrong if there is a wrong there. But I do want to touch on two guys that you know very well on the undercard. Um, Joseph Parker, you know very well. You've done a few rounds with him. What was his performance like? What did you make of his performance last night? I tell you what, that right uppercut was uh, sweet. Last night I thought everything's kind of coming together for Joe. Um... He's working really closely with George Lockhart, who's come in to take his strength and conditioning now, as well as his nutrition. And I think that actually added an edge to his performance. He peaked on fight week. He was 100%. He looked great on the scales. And obviously, as well, he's working with a world-class coach in Andy Lee. And Andy's a great guy. Um, and I think Andy's got him firing on all cylinders in the boxing ring. And I think that showed in his performance. Listen, Simon Keane... Wasn't necessarily the best boxer, but he's a big, tough, strong man, proud, proud man, and he, he was well up for the fight. But I thought by the end of the third round, all that enthusiasm and you know determination he had had kind of been knocked out of him a bit, and I could see that I could see the stoppage coming. Thought it was a, a brilliant stoppage for Joe. It was a brilliant uppercut. Couldn't have picked a sweeter shot. And listen, it, it pushes him on again and puts him puts him that bit further up the the rankings and pushes him back into near near getting into the big fight. So mm-hmm. I was delighted for him, thought it was an excellent performance and chuffed for him. 
Big Mark Bacoli, a guy you've shared hundreds of rounds with, Sparn. Um, he done the business last night. You probably felt a couple of them left hooks to the body in Sparn. Um, just talking huh. about, obviously, the left hook to the body, which was a sweet shot in its own right, but obviously the finish from Martin. He needed that big performance against an opponent like Carlos Takam. Yeah, listen, Takam's been in with a few boys, and um, he's taken a few lads the distance. Martin kind of, by the end of the fight, looked like he was playing with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit of a cagey start. He kind of, you know, was a little bit static. Billy was getting getting on him, move his feet a bit to let his hands go a bit. But I think he was just trying to get his range and get get a measure of um, Takam before he really opened up. And when he did open up, it, it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't going to be lasting long when he opened up and started letting the shots go. Mm-hmm. So excellent performance, excellent stoppage. Fair play to Takam, he's a tough man because he took two of those body shots one after the other in the same spot and they're not much fun. I can uh, I can vouch for that. So, <laughs> tough man. But listen, I think it was the right thing. Great performance. And again, I'm really chuffed for him. Martin's a good guy and it pushes him on now to the bigger fights, getting closer to world titles. So, great night for my, you know, my two mates, Joe and Martin. I was really chuffed for them. What's, well, listen, now, that was a heavyweight, heavyweight card, heavyweight, heavy card last night, and uh, the heavyweight division right now is, is, is thriving. We're going to get the undisputed fight. We're going to get big fights. Everyone seems to be on at each other. There's, there's there's rivalries happening here, there, and everywhere. But you, how far are you away from this? Well, obviously, we're talking about the guys like Solomon Dakers and Fabio Wardley's and Moses Atumas, but Nick Campbell, when, when can we see you next out, and how far are you away from getting in the mix with these guys? Listen, I think um, I took a bit of a setback in December when I lost to Steve Robinson, but I've been working hard all year and, you know, correcting, making the right adjustments in the right areas. Had a fight in April. I'm going to be fighting in November. Hopefully that'll be able to be announced soon. And um, listen, two or three fights, momentum, and I think I'm I'm ready to take a step up and put myself in for another challenge. So... That, that's where I'm at. I'm looking to get two or three fights, build a bit of momentum, and then I'm looking to take an opportunity, a big chance against, you know, like you say, one of these guys. But I need to just focus on the task at hand, focus on getting this next fight out the road in November and kicking on. But listen, I've had a fantastic last couple of months. Sparring with Martin, Joe, Tyson. You couldn't really ask for much better sparring and much better training. So... <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking forward to getting out there in November, which will hopefully be announced soon, and then taking it from there. Nick, um, listen, I'll be keeping my my ears and eyes close to the ground for that announcement, mate. And uh, hopefully you get back in that ring and do the business like you always do. Listen, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to get this up ASAP so I don't waste time on it. And uh, yeah, always a pleasure to speak to you, big man. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Andy, I'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening to me. I'm glad that that last interview never went up because my prediction is completely wrong. So well, you did say this. You, you said this. I, I, this was my title because I had it all set up with the title, right? The title was, if people think Ngannou can hurt Tyson, they need to get their heads yeah. checked. That's what you said. I need to get my head checked, apparently. <laughs> but listen, that's why we all tune in. That's why we want to watch. It's so unpredictable. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. And I, I can take all the abuse you want to give me now. So well, happy listen, listen, <laughs> no abuse, Nick, because I said Tyson in four rounds. Nobody 
thought that would happen last night. Yeah. Nobody. Not one person. No. If you did, you should be a millionaire by now. Because if you put a tenner on that happening, even I don't know how much it was for Ngannou to drop Tyson, there must have been some good odds <sighs> on that alone. Do you know what I mean? So. I wonder what the odds would have been on in just a split decision. I know. That would have been... Yeah. I know that's Do you what, know what I mean. mean? Nobody, saw this. Nobody saw this coming. So, yeah, no. like, you're not the only one, mate. But like I say, enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, mate, and I'll catch up with you soon, brother. Andy, speak to you soon. Always a pleasure, mate. My pleasure's all mine, mate. Thanks, Nick. Podcast Network.